If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Good afternoon to my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 43 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on this Sunday, April 19th, 2020. Let's get things started by, as always, giving our shout out to the Team Left Jab United Radio Network, as well as Grunt Talks MLB. First up, as always, Team Left Jab. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart, you name it. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab. And our other shout out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. Be sure to visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their baseball content and go to their podcast section to see where they feature Yapping Yankees. Be sure to also follow those behind the website, Darren on Twitter at YankeesReport28, as well as the baseball chick Samantha at Ziggy89X. Special thanks to Darren and Grunt Talks MLB for joining in on the growth of Yapping Yankees. Well, here we are on April 19th. We're at episode 43, which is part five of the Yapping Yankees' Purgatory episodes, guys. And the days are, in a way, flying by lately, despite not having much to do. <laughs> now, as I've said, I've still been going to work because I'm a board op and producer at a news radio station, and we in news media are considered essential. I've said this in the past, and although my hours have been cut in about half, I'm still fortunate to be able to go to work. Lots of other people, unfortunately, cannot say the same. And I'm being very careful, of course, when I do go. But in any event, regardless, even on the weekends when I'm not working, for some reason it just feels like the days are flying by. Which is weird because when you're mostly just staying at home and not doing much as you know, you would think the days would go very slow. They would just drag. Maybe they are for some, but not really for me, though. Not sure if any of you feel the same. These are just crazy times. Just crazy. I do hope, however, that you and your loved ones are safe and healthy and will continue to be. If the days continue to feel as if they're flying by, then this should be over in the blink of an eye. That was a rhyme, wasn't it? Wow, that was cool. <laughs> but for those of us who do feel like the days are speeding, hopefully that does mean this will be over in the blink of an eye for some of us at least. We can only hope. But without further ado, what do you say we get going with episode 43 of Yapping Yankees? We'll do our poll segment for this week with the poll's results and as many replies as we can get to on Twitter and Instagram before moving on to some MLB news, followed by Yankees news, all within this past week, of course. The biggest subject of the week, as you can probably imagine, is the passing of Hank Steinbrenner, one of the sons of the well-known former Yankees owner George Steinbrenner, who as we know passed away 10 years ago. Not only known in the world of the Yankees, but basically everywhere in the baseball community was George Steinbrenner. We know that he was that known. And Hank was one of his children who passed away all too soon this past week at the age of just 63. He was a general partner and co-chairperson of the Yankees. And we'll get to that and all the other news later in the show and read portions of some articles with helpful information regarding the stories as usual. But for now, let's do this week's poll and we shall start on Twitter as we usually do. So let's get right into it. This week's question 
for the poll on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter first up is, at this point in time now, how do you feel about your opinion on when you think some sort of baseball will be played in 2020? And reply below with your thoughts for a shout out on the podcast, of course, as usual. Basically what I'm asking is that since a couple of weeks ago, if you happen to remember, I put out a poll asking everybody what they think about when baseball will start to play in any sort of way, whether you think it's the spring training sort of games that they'll have to play inevitably to get warmed up again to start, or the regular season games shortly thereafter, or whatever version of a regular season might come about. If they do start in 2020, we're not exactly sure what we'll see, or if we'll even see anything when it comes to actual gameplay this year. As we know, there's no definitive timeline on anything as of yet, regardless of the proposals that came out that we spoke about last week. But again, when it comes to this question, a couple of weeks ago, I did ask you when you think any sort of baseball activity would pick up, whether it be June, July, or just next year altogether, and just say, oh, we'll have to wait till 2021. And I basically wanted to gauge your thoughts this week about how your thoughts may or may not have changed since I asked you that. Because obviously, every day is a new day, especially when it comes to this coronavirus pandemic. Every day, there's a new piece of information, whether it be the coronavirus case numbers, the deaths, the hospitalization the number of ICU beds being used, and these changing numbers that we hear every day may or may not change your opinion on when you think that the game will actually start to pick up some activity, and maybe it did change your opinion within the last couple of weeks, and I wanted to see if it did. Therefore, again, the question is, at this point in time now, how do you feel about your opinion on when you think some sort of baseball will be played in 2020? As of this week, the week of April 19th, here were your choices. The first choice was, I feel the same as before. So your opinion has not changed in the last couple of weeks. The poll's second choice says, now I think it'll start sooner. The third choice says, now I think it'll start later. And the fourth choice is, now I think it never will. Or in other words, I think we'll be waiting until 2021. So, of course, if you feel the same about it as you did before, it would be the first choice. Sooner would be the second choice. If you think later, it would be the third choice. And if you now think differently from before, that will just end up waiting until 2021 for any sort of baseball to start, then that would be your fourth choice. And believe it or not, out of all of you who voted, it seems like people's morale about when any sort of baseball activity could start has gone down because the fourth and final choice which reads, now I think never, or 2021, was victorious by earning 39% of the vote. In second place came now, I think later, with 30% of the vote. 23% of you said you feel the same as before. And the choice that came in fourth place with only 8% of you voting for it say, now I think it'll start sooner. So accounting for the fact that the people who say that they feel the same as before... A lot of them possibly could have been saying, oh, we're going to wait till 2021. Added on to the now 39% of you who say your opinion has changed and that you think we'll be waiting until 2021 now. That's an awful lot of people just saying, you know what? I just think we're going to have to wait this thing out until next year or so. It seems like a lot of people's opinions changed for the worse as far as whether we're going to see baseball or not in 2020. And that really seems to be the outlook of a lot of people. And I have seen that on the timeline, not only on Twitter, but all throughout social media and whenever I talk to people on the phone. It just seems that a lot of people have started to lose confidence as far as potentially seeing sports for the rest of this year, particularly baseball, because baseball situation is unique. They never even got to start their season, which was supposed to start nearly a month ago now. And a lot of people just seem to think that we're going to be waiting until 2021. And even those people who don't feel that way, there are still 30% of you who say, now I think it'll be later regardless. And the later we go, I mean, the less legitimate of a season you have to imagine that this could be counted for. 
because of the significant amount of games being cut off, or if they go with one of those proposals, that inevitably would highly alter the game itself. So it would seem most of you who voted are just feeling that we're not going to see baseball until 2021. It's sad, but I understand what they're thinking. I do. But let's head into those replies and actually hear what you're thinking. We'll get through as many as possible before we have to move on to Instagram. And then after that, of course, MLB and Yankees news. We'll start off with my good friend James Celestin at BlackRebirth52, who said, I say June because that's the date I think not only just baseball, but all sports, I think. The biggest thing to look for is when the curve is down and vaccines become available, but I say June. All right, James. And yeah, of course, the vaccine is a big thing when it comes to turning the corner with COVID-19 and when the curve is down or flattening. And of course, in the last few days here in New York, at least, I know that this has changed in other areas of the country as anticipated by medical professionals. But here in New York, at the very least, in the last few days, we have heard that in some ways we have plateaued and we're starting to flatten that curve. A number of hospitalizations are down. There have been a lot of days recently where deaths have gone down, cases have gone a bit down here in New York, and the number of ICU beds have gone down that are being used. So these are all obviously good things, and as that continues to happen, not only here in New York, but throughout the entire country, the closer we will be to the end with this thing. And of course, the vaccine is a big turning point to this, and whenever these things start to happen, that is really when we'll get a clearer picture on all of this, and there will be a more definitive timeline as to when baseball and other sports overall can resume, as well as just life in general, because life in general, as we know, has stopped altogether as well, not just sports. So yes, those would be big turning points, and of course, there is a lot more work left to be done. And we just have to be patient, as we have been already. Let's just hope that some of that plateauing here in New York continues and the rest of the country takes a turn for the better as well, and not a turn for the worse. Then we had At Peace Now for Life says, My opinion hasn't changed. I think baseball won't slash shouldn't resume until 2021. I miss baseball so much, but it has to be safe for the players and everyone else involved. Nothing is worth risking the health and well-being of everyone. And yeah, you know I agree with that, especially if you listened to last week. If you want to hear my takes and opinions about all the proposals and starting up baseball very soon, even if it is without fans, I'm not going to repeat myself on my takes on everything. I may just briefly mention again some of my opinions, reiterate some things. But if you want to listen to my opinion on everything about that, just be sure to listen to last week's episode of Yapping Yankees episode. 42. But yeah, I definitely agree with this. I definitely agree that if they can't find a system that's 100% safe as of yet, then I don't think it's worth the risk of everyone that would be involved in it. And in that case, I do think the safest route would be waiting until 2021 until they can find a system that is safe for everybody or if they can just wait out this COVID-19 pandemic until it is safe for things to just return to normal altogether and not even have to worry about playing an abbreviated season or possibly even a season that would be referred to as an exhibition season. And you just say, let's wait until next year until things can be completely normal again. So I definitely agree with that. And I totally understand you and respect you for not changing your opinion on that. At Laker 477 says, my prediction hasn't changed. I've said all along that a shortened season will begin late June or early July, and I still see that happening. All right, fair enough, and we'll see if that happens via any of the proposals that we heard from last week. Again, if you want to hear about any of those proposals again and my opinions on them, just listen back to last week's episode of Yapping Yankees, episode 42. But yeah, I I understand that opinion too, holding out the hope that we can get going in either June or July. And of course, as previous replies have said, so long as we're using a system that is safe for everyone and not unbelievably inconvenient for anybody. At Laura underscore Icemon says, I think a shorter season will still happen, but it will be later than I predicted. I'm thinking it may start in early July now. 
All right, so we've had some mentions about July. Some people are starting to back up to July. I know some other people were saying late May, early June, which of course, as we know, was basically the earliest starting point because towards the end of March, Rob Manfred extended another two months for the MLB suspension of play because of the pandemic. So people such as Laura may have thought either one of those choices, either late May or early June or sometime in June. And some of those people have backed up to July now, and understandably so, because even though some places may be plateauing or getting better, like New York has a bit, you see some other places throughout the country that are increasing in cases now. And plus just the overall thought of some people saying, you know what, we're not near a vaccine just yet, and I don't see this ending anytime soon really, so I'm just going to back up some more on my prediction. And I totally understand that. I do. Especially because I also know Laura to be one of the people who doesn't want them utilizing a system that doesn't guarantee everybody's absolute safety. So if they are to pursue something that doesn't guarantee people's safety, she would probably say, if I know Laura well enough, to yes, at least wait until July or maybe even go on to next year. So I understand Laura changing her opinion on that. At MountainGal456 says, I still think 2021 to be totally safe for everyone involved, but I think MLB will probably be back sooner than that. Going to stick with how I feel about it and will say 2021. Well, I respect it, Tina, and I totally understand everyone, whether it be from the start or whether your opinion changed that now, saying that you don't think we'll be seeing baseball until 2021, and I respect you for sticking with your gut, so there you go. At KevinYYC85 says, to be honest, I don't think it's going to happen this year. Sucks, but it's the truth. Yeah, a lot of people share your opinion, Kevin, and especially, and unfortunately, it would seem that even in this poll, given their replies and the results especially, that even people that didn't think that before do think that now, and they do agree with you. So it seems to be the prevailing opinion so far. At NYY underscore Kate says, I think a shorter season will happen, but later than originally predicted. All right, Kate, so it seems like your opinion did change on that. So you did think that we were going to get started earlier, and now you think that it will be later. But you do still think we'll get baseball in 2020 because you do still think that a shortened, abbreviated season will happen. Fair enough. At Sean996-60764 says, My thought process is maybe 62-game seasons starting in mid-June. No traveling to the West Coast, playing AL East and AL Central, and the NL East and NL Central. That's a new suggestion. Well, I guess that sort of resembles and not really because they were going to eliminate all the current divisions anyway that they usually use in the regular season and just use the Grapefruit and the Cactus League. That was also one of the proposals that Bob Nightingale put out there that I spoke about last week. But this is a new one. You're saying just eliminate the Western divisions and use the AL East, AL Central, and NL East and NL Central. That'd certainly be interesting. (laughs) And I would think that all travel overall would be extremely limited. They've already said that they would just stay in Arizona, or if they were to use Arizona and Florida, isolate the teams either in Arizona or Florida, respectively, and just don't really travel out of state. So I do think that regardless, they plan on limiting travel for the most part to begin with. But that's a new division recommendation. I don't really know about that. But obviously, crazy times like these call for some crazy outcomes or ideas thrown out there, so I totally get it. (laughs) At team underscore left jab. Team left jab, you get another shout out. And they said, while things are looking better overall, I think the problem is having so many people together at once in a stadium and the Arizona idea, etc. seems like it has so many holes. Time goes fast. Before you know it, it'll be June, then July. Until there's a vaccine, the risk remains. So, Team Left Jab, it seems like you are pushing your timeline back as well. That seems to be the indication I'm getting from you, that time will just keep flying on by. 
And since there will still be a risk without a vaccine that you might not think it'll be played this year, since there will still be a risk without a vaccine, that's the vibe I'm getting from you. At official 52011 said June, and that his opinion on it has remained the same. All right, I respect it, so you're sticking with June. At Trust Benny says, I used to think never, so of course it's sooner. Whether it's the right thing to do or not, there will be baseball sooner than anyone expects. All right, so we got one of the positive spins. One of the 8% perhaps that voted for that you think it'll start sooner has commented. That was Ben. And Ben went from thinking that we're not going to see baseball until 2021 to thinking that, hey, we're going to see it this year and it's going to be sooner than expected. Well, from your lips to God's ears, Ben, as long as they figure out a safe way to do it, as we've been saying. At TJT Whitting here says, if anything now, it would be an exhibition season this year. 2021 will be a full season. Well, if you listened back to last week, you do know that I share that opinion, and I do think that not only at this point, but especially if it's to get underway any other point around July or even later, I really don't think that it's possible to have a respectable or legitimate season with so few games played and such changes in the game as would be if those proposals go through. So I do agree that it would have to really be referred to as an exhibition season. I share that opinion. And 21 would likely be a full season. So that is definitely why some people are saying, hey, maybe we should just wait until 2021. So we'll see. Then we add my girlfriend at Vic Salimo says, I originally thought it would be later, and I still feel that way. I have no high hopes for it happening anytime soon. That's totally understandable, and that's the realistic mindset some people are in, and I do think that is an understandable mindset. And if you listened to my takes last week on everything, then you do know that I agree with that, and I really try not to have high hopes, and I do recommend that others don't have high hopes so you're not set up for disappointment because these are just some crazy times, and I do think any chance to have a legitimate and respectable season at this point, those are probably behind us. Would any baseball still be great regardless, so long as it's safe? Yeah, of course it would be. But would it be respectable and legitimate as a season? I don't think so. So I understand your comment, Vic. I really do. At Marsha Nicholas says, To ensure safety, I think baseball is back in 2021. Anything before that would be great. And it would be great so long as it's safe. But yes, you know, I share that opinion. It probably won't be back this year. And you know that my opinion on this changed because I said differently at the beginning if you go back to past episodes. But then if you listen to last week... You know that I'm starting to lean the other way towards a lot of these replies that you've heard and with those people who say we're probably not going to see baseball until 2021. At the Bronx Zoo NYY says July 14th at the earliest. All right. At Radio Shactive 93 says I'd say later, but more along the lines of June 15th and July 1st. So another one who has pushed back their personal timeline a bit. At Mr. Wyclept says, My opinion hasn't changed as I still think we're looking at 2021. I just don't think they can work this out all logistically, but I am open to them surprising me. Oh, I think we're all open to a surprise if they are to come up with a system that could get us some baseball played because some is better than nothing as long as their safety is guaranteed because safety is number one, as I've been saying ad nauseum at this point. But yeah, I think any of us are open to a surprise at this point, especially a good one, not a bad one. And let's end off here on Twitter with at HF Machinehead says, same as before, which is that there's going to be some type of season, obviously very different from what we're used to. And yeah, inevitably, if we're to see any baseball in 2020, you know that I believe that we'll see an exhibition abbreviated season, in my opinion, or at least that's what it should be referred to at this point, an exhibition season. And obviously, it's going to be much different than the game of baseball that we all know and love. 
But that's all for Twitter for today, and let's head on over to Instagram before we wrap up this week's poll segment. And again, guys, I'll remind you of this week's question at this point in time now. How do you feel about your opinion on when you think some sort of baseball will be played in 2020? And just like Twitter, it seems like some people have moved their timelines back when it comes to expecting 2020 baseball of any kind. And as I usually must here on Instagram, I had to put the four choices from Twitter into two choices here on the Insta Story poll. And I put for the first choice the same slash it'll start sooner. And the second choice says it'll start later slash in 2021. And the choice of starting later or in 2021 was victorious. 71% of you voted for the fact that you think it'll start later or in 2021. And just 29% of you said, I think the same as before or it'll start sooner. So obviously, just like Twitter, it just seems like a lot of people are moving back their timelines on when to expect baseball, or they just feel the same about it still starting in 2021, or maybe they feel the same about it starting earlier. But regardless, a lot of people have pushed back their timelines and seem to be getting less and less optimistic about us seeing any type of baseball in 2020. Now let's get to a couple of our Instagram replies before we move on to news. First off, we have at official52011. He replied on Twitter and has replied on Instagram as well. And he said, I still think June or July. All right, so you're sticking with your gut. Thank you, Official, for replying on both Twitter and Instagram. You definitely deserve two shout-outs, as you've gotten the last couple of weeks, because you are a very loyal listener, and I thank you. And we'll end off on Instagram with none other than my mother, Julia Gina Scudero, and she says, I believe they'll try a start for June, but if it doesn't happen then, I fear it won't commence at all. So, the mother has spoken. They may try June, and it seems like she's not sure it'll commence at all, if anything, beyond that. So, Major League Baseball, you best be ready because in my mom's eyes, you're on the clock. (laughs) No pressure or anything. (laughs) But those are this week's replies for the poll on Twitter and Instagram. As always, I just want to thank you guys so much for taking a little time out of your day to join in on the Yapping Yankees fun with the polls. You know how greatly I appreciate all of your interactions. And without delay, let's get right into some MLB news. There are a few stories that happened since I last spoke to you last Sunday, and we will get straight into it. Starting on Tuesday, the fact that Rob Manfred has announced that MLB is committed to paying its employees and teams at least through May 31st and is cutting salaries. So it is very good news that Major League Baseball is at least committing to paying their employees. As we know, a lot of companies all around the country, not just sports leagues, have struggled to do so because of the financial hardships that have come as a result of the pandemic. We all know this, but it is very good that they've committed to doing that, even if it means cutting their own salaries when Rob Manfred spoke about cutting salaries. So the positive that the league has to look at is that they will be paid through at least May 31st. So that could definitely provide them some comfort. When it comes to Manfred, Jeff Passan reported, and Jeff Passan, as we know, is a very good Major League Baseball reporter who works for ESPN. He said that MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred said in a memo that he and other senior staff will reduce their pay by an average of 35% in 2020. So that is a good effort for them to guarantee compensation, and it is a worthy and necessary sacrifice financially, and it's just a really, really tough situation because 
a lot of companies have had to make this sacrifice as well, but that is a sacrifice that he and a lot of the senior staff are willing to make in order to guarantee compensation for their employees. And when it comes to specific compensation, Manfred had to say that Major League Baseball, as we already said, will continue to make quote-unquote scheduled financial distributions to teams in April and May to assist the clubs in paying the salary advances that are being made to players, and that the number will reportedly total $170 million through May. So that is a lot of money, and I really tip my cap to baseball, pun intended, to really strive to ensure that their employees are compensated through the month of May, even if it requires Manfred and the senior staff sacrificing some of their salary. But that's the case in a lot of companies, as I said, throughout the country. And there are a lot of people throughout the country because of the financial struggles caused by this terrible pandemic that are unfortunately furloughing their employees cutting their hours. As I said, even at my job, my hours have been about cut in half and a lot of people at my company have been furloughed for the time being. And it's just really a tough situation. And even at the company that I work at, which of course I don't want to name publicly because there's no need to, but the company I work for, our president has elected to stop receiving his salary too, which is a very, very selfless sacrifice. And I can't imagine that it's easy at all. But as we know in the country, whether it just be the sports world or just companies in general all throughout the nation, there are a lot of people struggling, whether they're being furloughed, their hours are being cut, or just fired altogether because companies just simply can't afford to pay as many employees as they have as they were able to in the past. And because of furloughing or firing altogether, we do know how high the unemployment numbers are in this country right now, and it's all just really devastating, reaching heights that we've never seen before as a people here in America. So this is just really a product of what a lot of different people have had to do throughout the country because of this crisis, because obviously this has caused a lot of financial hardships for so many people throughout America, and clearly even sports leagues such as baseball are feeling the consequences of what has been going on in the country. And it is very sad, obviously, but it is very nice to see the efforts that baseball is going through to ensure that their employees will be compensated, even if it means Manfred and the senior staff cutting their salaries by 35% for 2020. But this is what needs to happen for a lot of people, a lot of companies throughout the country, and it is sad. But again, this thing is going on throughout a lot of the nation, and really, we can only hope that it ends soon. That isn't all the news, though, when it comes to COVID-19 and Major League Baseball, because also on Tuesday, there was an announcement that Major League Baseball is participating in a COVID-19 study. Now, I'll give you more details about this in a moment. There was an article that came out by Jeff Passan on ESPN. And even the headline reads that Major League Baseball players and team employees are participating in a coronavirus study. Now, here's what the article read by Jeff Passan. It reads that employees of Major League Baseball teams are participating in a massive study that will test up to 10,000 people for coronavirus antibodies and should offer researchers a better sense of how widespread the disease is in major metropolitan areas across the United States, although doctors caution that the data gathered is not expected to hasten the game's return. The study, which is being run by Stanford University, USC, and the Sports Medicine Research and Testing Laboratory, will use test kits that draw blood via pinprick and offer results within 10 minutes. The test will detect the prevalence of IgM, an antibody produced relatively early in those who have been infected with COVID-19, and IgG, a second form that doctors said lasts long after the infection happens. A positive test would confirm a person did in fact contract coronavirus, even if he or she was asymptomatic. The goal of the study is to get a better sense of the virus's true infection rate by utilizing a nationwide sample. 
The speed with which MLB coordinated logistics and ensured participation from a wide range of people, including players, front office staff, concession workers, and others, made it the right choice for the study, according to doctors running it. So obviously, it's definitely a helpful thing that Major League Baseball is participating in these sorts of studies. And hats off to them because they're willing to help doctors and the medical profession at large to just really get more of a grasp of the coronavirus and see about the antibodies developed. I know that they've been trying to get this faster testing system where you can get your results much faster. They've tried to get that underway as well as trying to see the antibodies produced by the bodies of those who have contracted this virus and recovered from it. It's also really nice that they're trying out new tests testing methods because the testing method that they've had throughout for the coronavirus, as many people have told me, has been absolutely terrible. Them sticking that Q-tip up your nose, it makes the flu test seem like a field trip, apparently. They go up even further and they go for even longer, and apparently it's just straight up torture. So that's nice that they're doing new tests like pinprick or saliva tests. I like that as well. I know they've been trying to get a lot of blood work from people who have recovered from the virus in order to just try to get a better understanding about antibodies and see who is immune to it and try to get a more solid grasp of the virus. But whatever reason it may be, definitely hats off to MLB for participating in this thing and helping the medical profession to get a better understanding of this terrible virus, which really has just crippled the planet. I don't really think there's any better way to say it. But whatever provides more understanding of this thing, I am in favor for, and I definitely like to read that Major League Baseball and or any other organizations or sports leagues are getting involved in the efforts to try to put a stop to this thing by getting a better understanding of it. So hopefully this testing brings about results. And just another quick little story regarding Major League Baseball. And the story is that on Wednesday, Governor Cuomo was on CNN and he said that he spoke with Jeff Wilpon on Wednesday and told him that it would be good for the country for baseball to play even without fans this year in order to just provide a distraction for people. And yeah, we would all appreciate that. There's no doubt about that. But as I've been saying, going back to last week and even the weeks before that since this whole pandemic started and the whole discussion about bringing baseball back at any capacity started... I would definitely rather it just be a safe system for everybody if they were to play any form of baseball. I just want it to be safe. But yes, if they were to figure out that good system, of course, and I've been preaching this on the show as well, I, as much as the next guy, would definitely love to have baseball back on my television just to provide a distraction and just to really have something that would really bring a smile to my face in these really dark times where there isn't much to do or much to look forward to, as we know. So I do think that it's a good thing that we have people that are sort of itching to bring sports back because they do realize it would really be a phenomenal distraction, as it would be. But again, it has to be safe. But I just thought that'd be a nice little story regarding people thinking that bringing sports back would be a distraction, as it certainly would be for us all. It would be a great, great thing. But again, just ensure the safety of everybody and then go from there. Also, apparently, Jeff Wilpon would also want the players to take a pay cut. I mean, wow, who would have ever guessed the Wilpons wanted to save money? Wow, who would have ever guessed that? (laughs) And yes, relax, I'm only joking. I know lots of people have been taking pay cuts and so on as a result of everything happening with the health crisis. I just felt like taking a little fun dig at the Wilpons because of how much they're a joke at owning a team, okay? Is that okay with you? (laughs) I can almost hear my messages blowing up. But that was about it for MLB news. A little bit of a slower week this past week, and we're going to have these weeks where news is inevitably a little slower than if there were everything going on as normal, as you could probably imagine. Just a product of the times we're living in. But we'll discuss a couple of things now in Yankees news before we wrap up here on episode 43, the fifth edition of the Purgatory episodes of Yapping Yankees. We'll start with the sadder discussion, unfortunately, having to do with the passing of Hank Steinbrenner, and then 
then, since you know I typically like to end on more of a positive note here on Yapping Yankees, we'll end off on some good news regarding the injury forefront with the Yankees, and then we shall wrap up episode 43 nice and neatly with a bow. But firstly, of course, the news about Hank Steinbrenner, who again did pass away on Tuesday morning at the age of 63 at his home in Clearwater, Florida. And of course, in these times, the first thing your mind jumps to whenever you hear someone around that age passing away, you think that they might have passed away from COVID-19, but they quickly confirmed, because I assume that they thought that's what everybody would think right away, they quickly confirmed that it was not from the coronavirus, and that he did pass away from a long-standing health issue. Which, in a way, makes it even tougher, because of course, 63 years old is just too soon. It's very, very young, and that makes us very, very sad. Not only because of his position and stature with the Yankees, but just because, at the core of it, 63 is young. And it's really sad to hear that just at the age of 63, and even going back a few years, that he was dealing with these severe health issues. It's, it's sad. So let's talk about Hank Steinbrenner a little bit. As we know, he was a general partner and a co-chair person of the Yankees. He was in his 13th season as the Yankees general partner and his 11th season as the club's co-chair person. He and his brother Hal Steinbrenner, and we always hear Hal Steinbrenner's name when it comes to everything, and Hal's the team's managing general partner, but they shared responsibilities of overseeing all aspects of the club's business and baseball operations. And the Yankees did say that Hank was directly involved in player negotiations, settling long-term player recruitment goals, and overall club strategy. So there's obviously no doubt at all that Hank had some vital roles with the club, as does his brother Hal still. But even more so than just his role with the Yankees, he was a good man. And the Steinbrenner family spoke out and told a little bit of history about Hank Steinbrenner and the kind of person he was. In an article written about Hank Steinbrenner by Brian Hoke, Brian included what the Steinbrenner family had to say when speaking about Hank Steinbrenner, and I'll read it for you now. Quote, Hank was a genuine and gentle spirit who treasured the deep relationships he formed with those closest to him. He was introduced to the Yankees organization at a very young age, and his love for sports and competition continued to burn brightly throughout his life. Hank could be direct and outspoken, but in the very same conversation show great tenderness and lightheartedness. More than anything, he set an example for all of us in how comfortably he lived enjoying his personal passions and pursuits. We are profoundly saddened to have lost him and will carry his memory with us always. End quote. <sighs> That's sad. And I really felt down when this report came out about his passing. But I did like what they said that Hank could be direct and outspoken which we all know that that sounds a bit like his father, George, who always just spoke out and wasn't afraid to give his opinions on anything and said a lot of things that some people disagreed with and did some things that some people disagreed with when it came to the organization, like firing and rehiring Billy Martin over and over again, as we know, back in the day. So George was really outspoken and some people would even say loudmouth in that sense. But then the other side of Hank saw a man that showed a lot of tenderness and lightheartedness and just really showed deep compassion for everybody around him. And that really is a good blend to have, I think, to be a passionate and direct person, but also be compassionate and caring. We all root for the Yankees and hear the names of the Steinbrenners all the time, but we, of course, don't really know how they are personally unless we know them, which most of us 
who are just Yankee fans do not know the Steinbrenners personally, obviously. So it's just really nice when they come out with these sort of quotes describing to us what they really were like deep down. And those are really touching words said by the Steinbrenner family. And of course, the Yankees are deeply saddened by his passing, as is the entire Yankees community, including myself. Not only because somebody so vital to the organization passed away, but because just being reminded how good of a person he was, how much he did for the team, and just hearing that he had the long-standing health issues issues, and just passing away at 63. It's really, really sad. And my prayers go out to the Steinbrenner family as well as the Yankees. This is a tough loss. I mean, even though whenever we heard about the Steinbrenners, it was more often than not, even with other people whenever the Steinbrenners are brought up, you'd really primarily hear his brother Hal's name mentioned, but... There's no doubt, even in the times where we didn't hear his name specifically mentioned, that Hank Steinbrenner played a very, very big role in the Yankees organization in his time as a general partner and co-chairperson alongside his brother Hal. So really, I do know that I and many others throughout the entire Yankees community, and of course the entire Yankees organization, was really saddened to hear about Hank's passing, and may he rest in peace. He really was taken too soon, just at the young age of 63. These days, especially, 63 is just too young to go. And my thoughts and prayers are with the Steinbrenner family and the New York Yankees. It was really important that I do this little tribute for Hank on this podcast, as I feel it is for anybody who does Yankees material to address his passing. And it's important to reflect upon the life of someone who did so much and accomplished so much throughout his life. And we can only hope that he has been reunited with his father, George, and his mother, Elizabeth Steinbrenner, who passed on in December of 2018. But as for the final part of Yapping Yankees today, when it comes to the last part of Yankees news, and you know I saved this so we can end on a positive note, because that's how I like to end Yapping Yankees as much as I possibly can. On Monday, going all the way back to Monday, there was some news about Aaron Hicks. And that news is that he has started throwing and swinging. Big news, obviously, since we know Aaron Hicks is recovering from Tommy John surgery. And as we've said in the past, regardless of how messed up it is to think this way, but regardless, it is the truth. The benefit of being on this hiatus, again, is that the Yanks who are injured will almost definitely be ready to go when and if things start up again at some point in 2020, whether we get an abbreviated legitimate season somehow or an exhibition season or whichever. All players except Luis Severino, since obviously he got Tommy John not long ago, and he'll be out until some point in earlier mid-May of 2021 at the very least, I assume, but you get what I'm saying, that hopefully Judge, Stanton, Pax, and Hicks, those guys should be all set. We got the news from Judge last week that we discussed on last week's episode that he'd be ramping up activity shortly. We assumed he meant with swinging, and that Giancarlo's calf strain has all but healed, and we have gotten word more than once in the past few weeks that Pax is progressing nicely, and now this news about Hicks. So, good news to hear on the Yankees' injury forefront. I know that some people may not care, considering obviously right now there are no games going on, there's no action going on in baseball or sports as a whole, but when it comes to injuries with the Yankees, it hits differently for us Yankee fans, and it's always good to get some good news regarding the Yankees' injury forefront, and especially in these times, getting good news at any capacity is more than welcomed, especially on this podcast. Good news these days is hard to come by. But as for now, guys... That is all for episode 43 of Yapping Yankees. One last shout out to Team Left Jeb and Grunt Talks MLB. 
Team Left Jab features Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart, you name it, the list goes on. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys. And our other shout-out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. Be sure to visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their baseball content and go to the podcast section to see where they feature Yapping Yankees. Be sure to also follow those behind the website, Darren on Twitter at YankeesReport28, as well as the baseball chick, Samantha, at Ziggy89X. Special thanks to Darren and Grunt Talks MLB for joining in on the growth of Yapping Yankees. And while you're at it following them, why don't you do yourself a favor and be sure to follow me on all social medias as well. You're listening to my podcast, you don't follow me on social media? Well, get to it. You can find my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. You can follow me on Twitter, which as many of you know is the social media app that I'm most disgustingly active on. You can find me on there at Mike Scudero. And you can find me on Instagram as well at Mike Scuds. 97. And I also don't want to forget to tip my cap as I do each and every week to you, the listener. Whether you just listen, give feedback on the show, vote or reply on the polls, interact with me personally about the Yankees, support me and the podcast and show love on social media, whatever it is in the world that you do to show your love and support, I tip my cap to you and remind you just how much I appreciate your believing in me every single day, guys. I truly, truly appreciate it. And I also don't want to forget to give one One last shout out to all of those fighting this virus on the front lines, selflessly, bravely, and tirelessly doing all they can to rid us of COVID-19. All the doctors, nurses, first responders, police officers, the fire department, all healthcare workers, and so on. I want to extend my gratitude to all of you for your efforts at all times, but especially in these times. Thank you. I hope you SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Spotify listeners enjoyed as always, as well as you YouTubers out there. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel and listen to the past Yapping Yankees episodes. Episodes 34 up to this one, episode 43, are available on YouTube, and episodes 33 all the way back to episode 1 are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Once again, thank you 3000 for listening. I'm Mike Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, April 26th, when I come at you with episode 44 of Yapping Yankees. Until then, hang in there, guys. Be patient. Stay safe. Look after your loved ones. Don't be an idiot. And I'll talk to you next Sunday. Have a good week, guys. Take care.